My name is Mark. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery for pride, lust, and selfishness. Growing up in Dallas back in the 50s, that was 1950, not 1850, was pretty much a beaver cleaver upbringing. That dates me. I was the second oldest of four and came from an intact family. We attended church each Sunday. My dad taught sixth grade boys in Sunday school for many years. And my parents never said, Mark, don't you disappoint us. But that was always in the back of my mind. I didn't want to disappoint my parents and I didn't want to disappoint God either. As a result, I had a little more joy and less scars. We would spend a week each summer at our grandparents' farm in Arlington, exploring the 40 acres, riding horses, catching crawdads in the creek, and shooting our BB guns. At night, we attended summer preaching series with my godly, at my godly grandmother's church. I recall the speaker's name, Angel Martinez. I was 14 at the time, my grandson's age. I was convicted by the end of the week to walk the aisle and give my life to Christ, accept his grace and be baptized. I accepted Christ for my eternity, but did not know how to trust him for my daily walk. At 14, I didn't know what I didn't know. A few years later, a darling redhead moved in next door. The Bible says, love thy neighbor. We took that literally, and 51 years later, we are still best friends. Two daughters and four grandchildren, I followed her out to West Texas and attended Abilene Christian University. I needed to figure out a way to pay for my private college, and God answered the prayer by introducing me to the Southwestern Publishing Company. I sold books and Bibles door-to-door for six summers. I was able to pay for my, all my college during those 80-hour work weeks of knocking on strangers' doors is when I first recall depending on God for spiritual strength through prayer and his word on this journey to eternity. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. After college graduation, graduation, we moved back to Dallas, bought our first house, and attended church regularly, and were in the same home Bible study for over 40 years. We were considering adding to our family, but were unsuccessful until nine years later. We were blessed with our first daughter, and then four years later, with our second. My bride was teaching and interpreting for the deaf at our local church. My work time was built around direct sales and the school fundraising business. My other pursuit was hunting, just like my dad. So on weekends, I went out hunting, and my wife sadly became a hunting widow. My sin of selfishness about being gone hunting and my work all those years was taking a toll on our marriage relationship and unknowingly on my family. 
Ecclesiastes 2.11. When I surveyed all my hands have done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. So my sin of pride and my pursuit of successful sales career, along with my selfish idol and hunting habit, showed me my life was out of balance and that I needed a new trajectory. This began a renewed openness to getting some outside Christian counseling for both of us. We both look back at those times as investment dollars. Suffering produces endurance. Fast forward 30 years, and there is no doubt that the goodness of God has and his grace has sustained us through these challenging seasons. I want to read now from what's called Footprints in the Sand, you may be very familiar with. It was meaningful to my recovery. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints. One belonged to him and the other one to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed it happened at the very lowest, saddest times in his life. This really bothered him. And he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my son My precious son, I love you and would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I'm okay. Our daughters are grown, and the joy and season of grandkids arrived, and we relish it. A new trajectory was punctuated by us visiting church here at Watermelon. Our daughter, Abby, had attended divorce care, divorce recovery, and regeneration, which is Walmart, Walmart. It's time for a zip here. Oh, me. Okay. Gradually, we visited more and anticipated the openness and transparency of Watermark. They did not shy away from confessing sin. God is good. His word is true. And sin is a big deal. Agreed? 
We plugged into community, and my bride continued to serve her gift, serving the deaf ministry. I plugged into leading up men's Bible study summit here at Watermark. Being new to Watermark can be overwhelming, but community is how you eat the elephant one bite at a what? At a time. Proverbs 27, 17, iron is iron sharpens iron, so one sharpens another. Regen keeps resurfacing. I recall my daughter's positive experience with that years earlier. Odd as it may seem, FOMO, fear of missing out, along with community nudging by Stephen, is what got me involved in Regen. Recalling my first night at Regen was interesting, but intriguing to say the least. My sin menu was different, but not any less offensive to my Lord. Also, I was the oldest one there. Some of you are probably asking, well, how old is this guy? Well, I just turned 60 12 years ago. So yes, I'm a geriatric. I was trained that if you start something, you stick with it, whether you like it or not. So like most people attending Regen, I did not know what I was getting into, but was going to trust God to not let me miss the joy in this new journey and have a front row seat to life change. I learned it's okay not to be okay. Duh. God makes himself known through his word, his spirit, and his people. At the same time, going through Regen, my community brother, Stephen, again, says, let's do a quip disciple, one, two, and three. It's at 6.30 on Wednesday morning. Sign me up. That experience got me finally committed to having daily quiet time in God's word, scripture memory, and journaling. It also built my confidence to know best how to share the gospel, good news, and develop a filter to be open to what used to be just missed opportunities, causing even more lament. I'm also learning that discipleship is helping another person take just a baby step to a closer relationship with Jesus. Regen leadership does a great job reminding us that recovery is a lifelong journey. I've been involved with every bad decision that I've ever made <laughs> and allowing people to hold me accountable to being authentic during this latest season is huge. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Isn't that a great promise? I am relearning through the regen, inventory, amends, and forgiveness steps that it is not important what I want, but what I value. There's a big difference, isn't there? Stewardship is God's provision, reminding me I am just the manager of all God's gifts, time, money. 
and many more. Everything comes from our Heavenly Father's abundance. God entrusts me not to build my kingdom on earth, but to build his kingdom in heaven and to serve others. God doesn't want our money. He wants our hearts. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be what? Also. Habakkuk 1, 5. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. Isn't that tremendous? In closing, we have an expiration date, but it's not written on our birth certificate. The new life and recovery can be a lot like learning how to swim. Fear at first, but when you look back, aren't you glad you did? My name is Mark. I have a new life in Christ. Now I'm in recovery for pride, lust, and selfishness. And to God be the glory. <laughs>